showing everybody how to grow their confidence One for all and gold like Donovan Gold So we go Beyond the Game Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast This is the Leadership Academy Sports have their way of changing our lives Sometimes they give us opportunities to do more than we could dream for ourselves And put us in position to create positive change in those that come after us Megan Pinsky has traveled the world, coached at the university level, and has been part of Canada's national team program for a number of years thanks to the game of basketball. Now she brings her leadership to the Vancouver Basketball Foundation as VP of Community Impact and so, so much more. Megan, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm great, Shaka. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say and uh, talk about your role and, and your leadership styles and, and all that, because I know that they can evolve over time. And you being in the position that you're in, you've had to deal with, well, obviously pre-COVID situations and now COVID situations. And so I know leadership definitely has to evolve through different, through different situations. And now I, I'm excited to see what you have to say. Yeah, I'm happy to be on here with you. That's awesome. So can you give us a quick a quick rundown on you? Who who are you? What do you do? And like one interesting fact about you. Uh, so really quick, I uh, grew up in Vancouver, played all the sports when I was younger, um, and then fell in love with basketball in grade eight or grade nine. Uh, and then basketball has given me so many amazing opportunities. I played... I did my university, got my undergrad at Western Washington University and played basketball there. Been really fortunate to be part of our national team system since grade 11 and then officially kind of retired when I was 22 or 23, um, but have been able to travel all over the States, all over the world, Thailand, Brazil, Russia, uh, some really cool places that I would never have had the opportunity to, to go to. Uh, and then I went right into coaching. I have a master's in coaching from the University of Alberta and I coached, uh, was an assistant coach with the women's program there for two years. And then I moved to Saskatchewan. Uh, never thought I would live in the prairies, but actually really, really loved it. Um, obviously they have a tremendous program there. Lisa Tomitis is our national team coach. So being able to have her as a, a mentor coach and just a mentor person in my life has been so instrumental. We won a national championship there and then I moved back to BC and now I work for the Vancouver Basketball Foundation and I guess my title's VP of Community Impact, but I definitely wear a lot of hats in that role. Oh yeah, I use like running and cooking to, to meditate. I've tried just sitting still and, and bringing that calm energy in, but I've found uh, I'm able to achieve that doing those two skills. So it's something that I, I really believe in and try to get the athletes and the kids that I work with uh, to use meditation. But I think it can come in many different forms. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know personally, I, I, I cannot sit still. I don't know why I try to, but <laughs> yeah. I, my, my mind just starts going all over the place. And then I have so many different thoughts that just come to mind. And it's, it's it, almost impossible for me to sit still and to like focus on, yeah. on like breathing or anything like that. So just like yeah. you, I've actually, I actually picked up running in the summer. Never thought I'd ever do that. I 
played football growing up. And so I, I, I don't do long distance running. That's not what we're built for. Um, short spurts. Short spurts. See, that's what I, that's what I said. And, um, yeah. but because, but because gyms have been closed and everything, I'm like, you know what, let's pick up another challenge. And so I started running. Yeah. Um, I can't say I love it yet, but I do it. And it's, it's been, it's been cool. And especially running in the morning when it's just me, um, I, the sun isn't risen yet, but like I'm running and I, and I see kind of, you know, the lights go up and like sometimes the sun is rising and it's it's very calming it's very calming and very yeah. meditative as well i get that i get that completely yeah yeah yes. also love love that basketball has allowed you to travel a lot too and i know that for me football allowed me to travel travel the country and so i, I was very fortunate to to be able to do that and you know, one thing I love about travel is that it opens your mind to a lot of different things. It changes your perspective and oh, yeah. allows you to see things that you otherwise wouldn't if you were, you know, in the same place at all times, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Definitely as an athlete, you can get trapped in your tiny little insular bubble. And yeah, it's just so much more fulfilling when you get exposed and experience different people and, and different ways of living and, and different ways of thinking too. Absolutely. It's a huge part of it. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, speaking about thinking, um, what is leadership to you? <laughs> I know that <laughs> great segue, Shaka. <laughs> I know that uh, I know that uh, leadership, people define leadership in so many different ways depending on their own their own experiences. But what is leadership to you? Oh, first of all, I think leadership for me is, it is very dynamic. It's very flexible. Um, and I think it, it evolves when, when I started out coaching, I think as many young coaches, you tend to mimic the role models and the coaches that have influenced you the most. Mm -hmm. And eventually you grow to form, you start to question, okay, well, why am I coaching these athletes this way? Why am I saying this? Why am I using these different tools and instruments? And even that process of starting off as a, as a young coach or a young leader, it really evolves into what's your authentic way of, of leading. Um, mm. I think that takes sometimes a, a long time to figure out. Um, but leadership for me, it's so much more than you know, getting a group of people to come together and unify around one goal. I think that's definitely part of it. But I think the, the best leaders that I've experienced and have helped me, yes, we have a unifying goal of winning a national championship or, you know, this, that and the other thing, but also being able to tap into everybody's personal goals as an athlete, but also as a person and, and really help people grow and evolve and that doesn't mean hand-holding people along the way, but it's, can you give them a sense of community? Could, can you give them a sense of safety to allow them to figure out who they are, what ambitious, crazy dreams they want to go after? And then you're just, you're a small piece, a small piece of that. And I think the best compliment a, a leader or a coach can, can receive is teaching and helping someone be independent and be self-sufficient. And, and mm -hmm. those are, those are definitely core pieces for me that I really uh, feel are, are true to my leadership style. I absolutely love that definition. I know that to, to me at the core of that, it's, it's very selfless. Your leadership is, is very yeah. selfless and you're, you're putting others ahead of yourself in order to help pick them up 
more or less, right? Yeah. You're, you want to see them achieve the best version of themselves and you want them to have the confidence to step out and be that best version of them. I feel that that's something a lot of people are missing is that they have these ideas about who they could be in their head, but they're afraid to show that to the world because of yeah. this, that, or the other. But uh, as a leader, if you're able to kind of, you know, bring that out of them and be like, hey, go and be you there's only one you in this world yeah. so you might as well try it right yeah. so um i think that's push people awesome to definition. be bold exactly yeah. exactly one of the yeah. best pieces of advice that i've ever been given in my entire life is be bold and decisive and so yeah you know taking taking that and like and stepping into into any room and to be bold and decisive about who you are and the things you're going to be and who you're going to present yourself as is is key and that's, and that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah. Um, I know that through different experiences, you can, you can come up with that with, with your own leadership styles. How, how did you come up with your definition of leadership? Uh, like I mentioned before, I, I mean, I've worked with and been on teams with some amazing coaches in my life and being able to see how they lead and, and form those connections with, with players really set the stage for what I aspire to be. I think about Lisa Tomitis, I think about, you know, Allison McNeil, my coach at Western, Carmen Dolfo, uh, my high school coach, Alex Devlin, like they were all these really amazing leaders and all very different. So it's, mm. um, it's wonderful getting to have those experiences and pulling pieces from what you experience with them and implementing that in, in my own leadership style. Um, I also think as I've, gotten older not that i'm that old <laughs> um you also just realize that it's okay to be vulnerable and i actually think it's so so important to show kids that it is okay to be upset is it, it is okay to express yourself and show emotion and not be this you know walled up perfect human being because we aren't and we're all mm -hmm. flawed and i think sometimes sport teaches you to push emotions down um but and, and i definitely experienced that when i was younger but mm -hmm. as i've evolved i've realized okay you're so much more powerful and you're so you're able to connect deeper when you show up as your real self um and i think when you're younger you don't always want to show that but now i'm just at the point where wow the best teams I've ever been on either as an athlete or a coach and some of the best connections I have are when I've first shown okay here 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 am I here's my vulnerability mm -hmm. and now that connection is just so much more real and mm -hmm. you build trust and honesty Absolutely. and yeah Absolutely. I, uh, um, someone once said to me that vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And um, just yeah. like you said, like you show, you show someone the real you and they're more likely to show you the real them. Right. And uh, yeah. that, that For trust sure. that gets, that trust that gets built, it's, 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 it now becomes unbreakable because they feel that they feel that they can rely on you in situations that, you know, they might not be able to rely, rely on other people for. Um, I remember uh, my first season ever playing football, second season, second season ever playing football, uh, summer of 2007 or eight, I can't remember, but I remember I running the ball and I, and I fumbled, I dropped the ball and the other team took over the ball. I sat on that field and bawled my eyes out. I was so upset with myself, but, and that, but then I, 
And then I, you know, got up, went to the sideline. My, my teammates are like saying, it's okay. You'll get it back. You'll get it back. You'll get it back. And then my coach tore, just tore me apart. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, who, sir, who are you? I don't understand what's, what's going on. Am I not allowed to yeah. feel upset that I, that I cost my team the ball? And, um, you know, it's, uh, you mentioned earlier that you, you know, you, you take pieces of, 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 of styles of, of, of you take tips and advice from different people and you know different coaches that or different experiences and you kind of mold them into yourself and I've also learned that you can take uh traits from coaches and not do them for yourself because that's not oh, yeah, what you like time. right <laughs> like one of one of yeah. my mentors told me you know break the cycle if you if you were coached yeah. one way and you didn't like it why are you going to repeat the same way for someone else just because that's what you saw no we break the cycle change it up yeah, and so I, I yeah, I vowed never to scream or never to tear down a player because that, for me, that did nothing for me except be angry at him, you know? And for a long time, I was yeah. very bitter. I was very bitter at that coach. I'm like, I don't want to, don't want to see you. Don't wanna speak your name. And I, nothing. Right. But um, yeah. it took me a while to get over that. But, uh, but I think, you know, understanding how you want to be a leader and understanding how to pull the, the right traits from people uh, to make the best version of you is, is super important. And and just to be open and, and honest with people. I think it's great. Yeah, I actually remember when I was, uh, I just started doing my master's and I was coaching a, a young team in Alberta and I had, uh, this was like grade nine, 10, 11 athletes. And one of the girls subbed off and she started to cry. And I remember at first being, you know, like, why is she crying? Like, you don't cry in sports and you got to push that down. And I did some reflection and I'm like, wow, that isn't how I feel as a person, but that's what I've been conditioned to believe mm -hmm. or conditioned. That's my response. Mm -hmm. And I remember the next practice we had, we actually used the whole practice and sat down and talked about how, you know, crying is, it's a, it's a reaction to something that's happened. And we cry for lots of different reasons. We could be embarrassed. We could be in physical pain. We could be in emotional pain. And the tears are actually just a symptom of something that's much bigger that's going on. Absolutely. And I like that's such a defining moment for me as a coach and just how important it is to have those conversations with your, with your athletes that having an emotional reaction to something is super healthy. The types of emotional reactions we can, you know, you work on and evolve, but having some tears for a moment, that's okay, you know, mm. so yeah absolutely break the cycle is definitely break a good the cycle one. absolutely right it's it's uh i think i think you know as as a as a coach especially especially as a coach of of amateur athletes like younger athletes it's it's super important to not necessarily separate life and sport but to bring them in together right because now because yeah. you're because you know I, I i believe that sport is the ultimate teacher for life you know if you if you play sports mm -hmm. um and so yeah if you're able to if you're able to use you know your the, your practices or your games as as tools to to teach about different areas of life then, then that's awesome because i know from for me those are kind of some of the biggest lessons i've learned um through oh, yeah. playing basketball through playing football through swimming well, of all things i guess i did swim um <laughs> um but those those are my, some of my biggest life lessons so i think coaches that are able to to blend the two are to me the most impact impactful coaches yeah definitely. absolutely
So let's talk about your role a little bit, your role with uh, the Vancouver Basketball Foundation. So you are the VP of Community Impact. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, a lot of things. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with the Vancouver Basketball Foundation. Um, I get to design and create different programs and events, and then I get to coach and lead a lot of them as well. Um, which is a very kind of atypical role and something that I love um, because it allows me to be really flexible and creative and still keep my coaching hat on, which is so important for me. Um, coming from a, you know, a potential career as a university coach. So being able to hold on to some coaching elements in my day-to-day -day is super important and being able to connect with families and kids and community partners. Uh, it's a really diverse role. Um, and there's also all the, you know, the boring stuff, the budgeting, administration, emails, uh, but those are really important life skills to, to be able to work on as well. Um, yeah. Nice. So nice. I also, I guess with the foundation, I think a lot of people think it's, it's just basketball, but especially since COVID, we've really broadened our, our scope and our definition of how we serve mm -hmm. and Basically, if we get kids to move, sweat, and be physically active, that could be basketball, it could be running, it could be doing some resistance band training, it could be yoga, any type of exercise to keep kids active, as well as tying in those components of, you know, workshops and giving them different tools that they can use to handle all the craziness that life is throwing at them, particularly right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That that that's so awesome. Uh, I'm, I I remember having the opportunity to meet you and John at the Vancouver Basketball Association a while a while back. You you guys are running an incredible, and it's just an incredible organization because it does so much for not only you know basketball players in in the Lower Mainland, but also just basketball, basketball players in, in, in the community at large. I know that, um, you know, I, I was, was lucky enough to help help you and coach uh, some kids at yeah. elementary school for a little bit. And, the, and that Our was junior awesome. NBA, yeah. The junior yeah. NBA, oh, those those kids were, yeah. uh, they were, I, I still, I still, I still bring, bring a smile to my face. Every time I pull out that shirt and put yeah. it on, I remember the times ha we, I had with those kids. And although it was brief, I, you know, some conversation with the kids, you know, asking about, you know, playing basketball at the next level or talking about, uh, you know, their yeah. favorite NBA players or asking us to play one-on-one. -on -one. I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to play one-on-one -on -one with you. They're like, oh, can you dunk? <laughs> I'm not going to dunk for you. <laughs> but it was, it was such a, um, I feel it's yeah. so, it's just great having those, those interactions because you never know how you're going to change a kid's life you never know how you can change someone's life because yeah. you know little Absolutely. little little moments in a day or little little moments when you're interacting with someone can be all they need to to set to set a spark for them right so it's yeah. it's pretty it's 100%. really cool what you guys are doing yeah. so when when did you take on your role as the vp of community impact uh last january so it's it's been just over a year now in in my role nice. Nice. which has been so interesting because I started a new role and then the pandemic COVID. hit and yep. it's like, okay, let's get creative. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. And I, and I, I bet you've had to yeah. get super creative, especially, especially with a basketball, basketball focused uh, organization. Like how, how have you had to adapt in order to, well, not, not necessarily relevant, but to stay at the top of people's minds. 
yeah and stay safe um yeah like i said we we kind of yes basketball is still near and dear to our hearts and uh we were running small group basketball sessions in the summer we were outdoors which for me just connects so much to childhood that's how i fell in love with the game was playing i had two neighbors um and these two boys and i would go up to our my little elementary school and just play basketball and I'd watch them like freestyle that was like the big thing (laughs) and I'd never really seen that before and so that's I got to learn how to be creative and um so having that connection to an outdoor court was was really really cool for me I think the kids really liked it as well um but we've also been able to go online so when we weren't allowed to be in person we would run digital basketball uh, we would also do strength and conditioning online. Um, we only we don't just serve kids. We also launched a women's roundtable. So Amazing. we have coaches and female leaders uh, within Vancouver uh, and, and in Canada as well. So that age range was from, you know, 18 years old to 65. Um, wow. And so really built a, an amazing community there as well. And um We've ran workshops on stress and anxiety and career and sport. And uh, we had someone come in and work with a group on racism and sport and social justice. And we've also, like I was mentioning before, we ran a shoe customization workshop, uh, but we tied it into expressing your own personality and identity Mm -hmm. and self-expression in the shoe that you're wearing. So lots of really creative fun projects that we were able to execute um so we're really fortunate they were we were able to do so much that's really cool that that is really really awesome why do you do what you do everybody has a reason for for doing something i don't i don't very i actually know some that just kind of get up and do it just because they, they have to but why do you do what you yeah. do yeah i think when you work with kids or your coach there's usually a few big reasons why Um, for me, I've just been given so much as a, as a young kid, as an athlete growing up so much opportunity and, and just lots of privilege from the opportunities that I was presented with, uh, having an incredibly supportive family. Like I'd mentioned some of these coaches in my life who are still play a huge role. I mean, Alison McNeil is retired now, but I talk to her all the time about coaching, but more so about when I'm making big personal decisions and choices and I need someone to run something by. And mm-hmm. that's a coach that's been in my life since I was in high school and we still connect regularly. Um, so I think having been given so much and knowing how important those people and those experiences were to help me become the person that I am now, it's like, you just want to be able to give like even just a sliver of that to the kids yeah. that you interact with. It's just Absolutely. such a special experience and to help create a, a positive sporting experience. You know, unfortunately that's not always the case for some athletes mm. as beautiful and wonderful as sport can be. There's also that, you know, dark underbelly of, of sport that can really turn kids away for a variety of reasons. So being able to have fun with kids and and get them inspired and get them moving and sweating uh that's Mm -hmm. a huge piece and personally i've just i love to be active i love to to sweat and i know that 
physical activity is so important for my mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, wanting to help create those healthy habits for kids at that age so when they get older when they have even more stresses in their life that's one great outlet that they can use absolutely i i love that i really yeah. really do now COVID aside have you run into yeah. any challenges or adversity in your role uh i mean definitely when this all started with COVID and even all of the I mean, this, this past year has been so heavy, mm -hmm. social justice, you mm -hmm. know, issues and, you know, even just COVID aside, um, everything just being like the spotlight on realizing the inequalities that are going on. And, you know, when we're working with some of these, with our kids, you see when kids had to go on, you know, online, it's like, that's that's wonderful and fantastic for kids and families that have you know multiple devices and each kid can have their own screen and they're able to continue their education but that's just not the reality for for a lot of people and for a lot of families yeah, yeah. um so i think you know it, it's it was challenging but i think we shifted our mindset into how can we adapt how can we be creative and what do people need when we go back to that definition of leadership? How do you mm -hmm. serve? How do we serve the families and the kids that we're working with? Uh, and, and really asking, what do you need? Not just assuming. Um, so I think it, it has been a hard year and you can see it. I mean, you work with kids too. You can, you can yeah. feel it. It's, it's heavy, but being able to give them an hour, even 30 minutes where they're distracted and doing something healthy it's there's not a lot that's in our control but that piece True. is in our control so that that makes me feel good and that that fills my cup knowing that okay at least there's a little piece that we can control here and we're we're trying to give that positive fun experience i love that you know you control what you can control and then you let the pieces fall as they may um yeah. you know life is going to throw you people people say when life gives you lemons make lemonade I I think I say don't make lemonade, make lemon meringue pie. Let's 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 up, let's up <laughs> yes. it up a little bit, you know. Let's 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 do more yeah. than the bare minimum. So so I I like that. Yeah. Control we can control and let the nice. fall as it may. Yeah. Nice. Lemon meringue. I'm gonna I got a few good expressions here from you. I'm gonna start using. Yes. This. Good. Good. <laughs> now in in your role, um, and you you had mentioned before that you wear multiple hats, and I can definitely appreciate that. Um, what does yeah. leadership look like in your role? Uh, what does leadership look like? I am being totally flexible and adaptable. I think, um, especially because I work with such a variety of kids, just being really open and often like listening before I speak. And mm -hmm. I'm a little more introvert, introverted. So my nature is to be a like observe before I, you know, do anything. And I think that's been really critical, um, mm -hmm. especially this year. Um, I also think a huge part of leadership is like bringing energy and building celebration and being able to like help kids and whoever you're working with feel that like huge, you know, virtual or, you know, mental hug and arms that are out and like mm -hmm. cheering them on. And, and, I think a lot of this year has been 
being that cheerleader, like, hey, like, we got this and let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And because we're not working towards this common goal of a championship, we're working to this common goal of trying not to just be in survival mode, but enjoyment and, and joy in life and um, trying to find ways to do that. So I think, again, a big part of leadership is like, you got to walk the walk. So if you exactly. walk in with negative energy, the kids around you are going to feel that. And so, 100%. you know, finding those moments to, to have fun with them. Um, and I think another piece too is um, leadership because you're running so many different programs and, and events is have, needing to have really clear communication mm-hmm. within your organization, with community partners and being able to clearly communicate kids as well and I actually think that's a that's a huge part yeah and no, the I, last I piece that. is um you know this is a bit long-winded but I think to be a great leader and when you're working with youth you also have to take care of yourself uh, so finding yes. time to you know like you're saying going for that run in the morning or um if it's like cooking a nice meal finding ways to bring calm um and that energy into your life so that when you are in front of those kids you can show up and you're like okay I'm the best version of myself right now exactly exactly and I and I absolutely love that I actually before you before you brought it up I was thinking about bringing it up myself I I think being able to take care of yourself is is such a huge piece of it you know you're especially especially when you wear multiple hats because you're now you're you're being called to so many different things you're being stretched out super super thin um and then now but but then when you have to get in front of those kids like you said are you the best version of yourself chances are you're not because you're tired and you're irritable and and all this and that and so yeah. Uh, one one piece of one another saying that I like to like to bring up all the time is the one of the most selfless things to do in your life is to be selfish. Take care of yeah. yourself because you can't you can't give from an empty cup, right? Yeah, you if, exactly. if someone wants water and yeah. your cup is empty, what are you going to do, right? So keep yourself yeah. full. Do your best to to be at the top of your game. That way you're able to give the best to to other people. So I, I like that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah what's the next step in your journey uh i know i know that uh you know some people some people don't like to necessarily look forward to to different things and that you're no you want to do the best you can in your role but like what's the next step in your journey oh i mean going back to some of the lessons i've learned from this year is just i think you know i've been really proud of the education that I have and that I've been able to continue my education. But I think this year in particular has just brought up my level of self-awareness and the fact that there's there's a lot I that I don't know. And mm-hmm. at first, I there was some guilt and shame around that. Um, if I think about, uh, you know, some of the the pieces that you aren't taught in school around indigenous culture or black mm-hmm. culture. And, you know, and so I've kind of moved past that and gone, okay, back to what's in my control. I need to do a better job. I need to read more. I need to educate. I need to have uncomfortable conversation. And that's something that I've been really trying to focus on. So something in my journey is keep reading, keep talking, keep you know, putting myself in different situations to, to better myself. Um, that's, that's definitely a huge, huge piece. Um, and then on a 
for my job in terms of like a programming and event side, just keep finding ways to give joy uh, and, and curated, you know, special events for kids. There's, I see such a lack of that right now is that, that joy and, and celebration. So what are small little wins and, and things that we can do to give kids that big, huge smile? To me, that's if talking about filling your cup, seeing kids smile and laugh like that mm-hmm. just, that's a happy day for me. I really do like that. And I, th- I think having the, the the joy that kids bring to just every situation is 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 a game changer. It's a game changer for me. You know, it, it makes things just yeah. worth it that much more, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, in yeah. to to do what you're setting out to do, what are the skills that you think you'll need to to hone in order to be successful? And what does success look like? Yeah, uh, I think time management is the huge one. And again, that's something that you you do learn as an athlete. So being able to fall back on that skill, being able to manage your time to, you know, do your job, to prioritize self-care and then to prioritize, you know, making sure that I'm reading different books and articles and setting aside time to have different conversations with people. Those are all pieces that you can't do if you're you're not on top of your time. Um, Again, I think clear communication is a really big piece and then honestly discipline is a is a really big part i know people get really caught up in this like motivation oh you got to be motivated all the time i love going to the gym but i don't feel motivated at 5 30 in the morning when i wake up driving to the gym to be there at six but i'm disciplined and i'm committed to these various goals and i think discipline is a huge piece that is is underrated so yeah, yeah discipline is big yeah that, that's awesome that's no that's that's pretty cool and also i i 100 agree with you you don't you don't necessarily need to be motivated but you need to be disciplined you don't necessarily yeah. need to be motivated but you need to yeah. be disciplined i'm talking to you yeah. you hear me okay cool <laughs> um okay um, i mean it's great when there is when you do feel motivated it's great but it's not something that i don't think motivation is a constant i think it comes in like little rays of sunshine and when it's yeah. there you're like okay here we go but then it goes and then you fall back on on that discipline and that commitment that you've made exactly yeah. Exactly. I, th- I think it's some of like, the top athletes in the world and, you know, the one, the ones who are in the gym three, four times a day and they, they spent literally most of their time uh, perfecting their crafts, like the Kobe Bryant's, the LeBron James, the, um, you know, the, the Carmelo Anthony's, I'm talking about older players. I'm sorry, I'll think of a, a yeah. newer one, but, <laughs> but I, I, you know, all these, these top athletes and uh, yeah. they're disciplined in in their yeah. in their game right they there's no there's no other reason for them to be so successful in their game yeah. uh and have such longevity as they as they do if it wasn't for discipline discipline day totally. in day out to to take care of their bodies discipline day in and day out to study film discipline day in and yeah. day out to take care of everything that they need to right and so discipline yeah. goes so much further than than anything else will yeah, I think about like a Sue Bird who just turned oh, 40 yes. and is at still the top of her career because she's so disciplined and what she eats, how she sleeps, what, you yeah. know, how she's developed her IQ. Like that's LeBron James too. I mean, they're both, you know, older athletes that do all the right things. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember after 
well, after last NBA and WA NBA season, and I saw the graphic that the, that uh, ESPN put up with with Suber and LeBron James and how they've both yeah. been in the league for it was 18 years. They both have four titles. They yeah. both have four MVPs. I'm like, yo, what? Yeah, it, it takes <laughs> oh, it takes incredible. a certain it takes a certain level of of discipline to to get there. You also yeah. have to, you don't have you don't have to be a freak athlete, but you have to be yeah. disciplined and have have you know be prepared to do everything prepare yeah. for everything right so it's it's awesome and Hats all, off the to all, all the passion all the passion because i yeah. I, I don't know if i can do something for 18 years i don't know <laughs> but they, yeah. they do it they do it That's and they love lot. it and they do it yeah. and so good for them honestly yeah nice yeah. now for the last last piece here if you were to give a piece of advice to someone looking to step up into a leadership role what would it be Oh, I mean, it's interesting. I think people say that they want to be leaders, um, but I actually don't think leadership is for everyone. I think everyone has a potential to be a leader. Mm. Um, but if if you really want to, I do feel, I mean, coming back to our earlier conversation, there is a certain level of that kind of servant leadership and sometimes putting others in front of yourself and that doesn't mean you don't take care of yourself but there there is a there is a part of that um and i think it's a huge investment and commitment to others when you especially when you're working with youth um and you're taking on that leadership role it's not just you know one season or one session that you do with them or one workshop that great leadership is a commitment to support a commitment to helping them in their sport, in their personal life, helping them dream, inspiring them, at times motivating them, at times helping them with discipline. And, you know, I, it's not leadership. It, it's not really about you. It's all about what you can give to somebody else. Um, so I would say, I, I mean, I think leadership and being in that position and, and helping youth and, and helping kids is extremely rewarding. Like I was saying, if you can see a kid laugh or smile or they're working on something and they're struggling and struggling and then they have that light bulb moment, like those are the pieces that can fuel, I know that will fuel you, they fuel me for a really long time. Absolutely. So I think if you want to embrace that leadership side, it is extremely rewarding, um, but it also involves a lot of dedication and a lot of commitment. And I think you got to know yourself really well um, before you start. I mean, I work with kids, so I'll always say kids before you start working with youth and with kids because kids are smart too. Like if, yeah. if you're not yourself or you're not honest, they can usually figure it out. So mm -hmm. you got to be pretty real with them. Um, exactly. But it is, yeah, it is an incredible opportunity if you're, if you're given that moment with, with kids to work with in a leadership role, because they'll often teach you a lot too. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as leaders, you, you have to be humble. You have to be able to not only teach, but also to learn, you know, and, um, yeah, exactly. you know, if you're able to, to pick up on what is needed to be taught and the, like the kids will teach you more than yeah. honestly probably more than they will teach uh, you more than you will teach them so be willing yeah. to learn open your mind and see what see yeah. what's out there student of the game 
to be yeah. a student of the game always thank you yeah. for that yeah um or student of now, life <laughs> student of life always always be learning yeah. always be yeah. learning um now it's a surprise to you but not a surprise to anyone else listening um but do you have mm-hmm. any books or podcasts or poems anything do you have anything that you would suggest that the listeners read or watch or listen to um i mean i definitely like to read a lot actually just read megan rapino's book Ooh, okay. um, i love love that um so it's a really quick easy read uh really 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 great um for me if there's like a topic that i'm interested in i'll always just try to google and get lots of different information that could be something specific with basketball and coaching if i want to implement a type of zone i'll research and get lots of different perspective before mm-hmm. i make a decision um but that can also go down to philosophy i mean i've read a lot of wooden and um i'm totally blanking on his name right now but the seattle seahawks coach um oh uh, p carol Yes, I read Pete Carroll's book. That one was really amazing. I mean, he talks a lot about John Wooden as well. Okay. Um, and particularly, even if I read a book, like I will underline sections, fold pages, write notes, uh, because I think it's one step to read something and to take it in. It's another to self-reflect and think, yeah. how can I implement these you know, little nuggets into my teachings, into my personal life? Um, and I actually do really like poetry. I think um, Mary Oliver would probably be my favorite poet. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, yeah. good. Well, we'll definitely link some of these books and some of these poems down here so people can uh, can go back and enha- enhance their lives a little bit. You know, always be learning, right? We're always learning. So we're going to read a little yeah. bit. We're going to listen to poetry. We're going to watch videos. We're going to learn yeah. to play a zone. That's what we're going to do. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome well Megan thank you so much for being on the podcast with us I know that I definitely enjoyed it and I I am so excited for all listeners to hear it because they will take away so much from it uh so thank you yeah no thanks for having me on I uh obviously really love connecting with you and love beyond the game love what you guys are doing so awesome to be part of this Different names for success, but we gon' taste. Keeping metal on tangle, me okay. Gold medals round next, CFL ranks, Bill Kings, Queens, BTG, repeat rotate.